existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. Back. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Here we are again. It's just us this week. Sorry. You're yeah, stuck with the no two of us. No special guests. No special guests this week. It's nope. just us. It's just us and my dog, Carol. Carol's here, so. But she has very rudimentary language skills and will yeah, not she be doesn't, participating. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot to say. So yeah, it's just us. Just us. Here we go. Today's episode uh, is episode 205, Labyrinth. Why is it called Labyrinth, do you think? Why do you think it's called Labyrinth? Well, last night, I mean, I didn't go to it, but last night at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, they were showing Labyrinth as a like gay night out. Uh, first of all, great movie. Yeah. What a classic movie. I don't think what happened last night is probably why. No, they, I no. do think that there's parts of the episode where Carmen's hair does resemble David Bowie's hair. That's true. In that Labyrinth. kind of mullet. Yeah. That sort of like rock and roll mullet vibe. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that that's enough to name an episode Labyrinth. No. Um, I mean, it probably has something to do with the movie. It's probably like the concept of Labyrinth. Like the idea of like a maze. And like but a again, quest. like any, this is sort of like the episode one of the season. That was like life, loss, leaving or whatever. Right. Like anything is. They're just pulling words that start with L out of a hat. Yeah. I Which think. we do every week on Tell and Back. Same. And, so, and you know what? You already have run out last week. You said. L word. So yeah. we're obviously you can relate terrible, to their terrible. you can relate to their creative um like stoppage <laughs> on this issue. Yeah, it's really hard yeah. to come up with mm-hmm. L words on the spot. I should sure probably is. have come up with one before recording, but here we are. Right. So this is two oh five, it's Labyrinth. It uh, originally aired March twentieth, two thousand five. Wow, a couple days after St. Patrick's Day, my favorite of all the holidays. <laughs> God, I hate the holiday. God, I hate it so much. Well, you know what never happened on the L word? St. Patrick's Day because they never, in all of their years, celebrated a single goddamn fucking holiday. I really hope Generation Q gets lets them have holidays. I If they don't get a Halloween episode or a Christmas episode, uh, then I am going to do nothing. First of all, gays love Halloween. It is yeah. the, it's our favorite mm-hmm. time of year. It is. Yeah. The fall, the crisp fall weather. Yeah. I don't really care as much about Christmas, but I feel like people like Christmas. I love Christmas. I feel as like, a Jew, I yeah, love Christmas. They could have a Hanukkah episode, yeah, a very special Hanukkah. Hanukkah episode. Mm-hmm. That would be really special. This episode was written by Rose Trochet, mm, who we love, and directed by Burr Steers, who is a man. He has directed <laughs> some other episodes of television. I can't remember any of them. I looked at it earlier, but he's directed other shows, but like an episode here and there. Do you think that Burr Steers sounds like a porn star name? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I think yes. so too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Shall we begin? Oh, God. Here we go. I'm already upset. (laughs) We open at Gilbert and Grouse in the L.A. Los Angeles present day time. Gilbert and Grouse. (laughs) What do you think that is? Uh, they're, They're consultants, I think. It felt very Gilbert and Sullivan to me. It felt very like <laughs> Gilbert Grape to me. And also Gilbert Gottfried to me. Love Gilbert Gottfried. It wasn't any of those Aladdin. things. What if it was like Sarah Gilbert? You know? That's cool. Yeah, that'd be cooler than what's about to happen, which is go me. The worst thing that oh, this is just preparing us for how bad things are about to get. He's a security guard at this office and he's watching security footage of, I guess, what 100% 
looks like porn actors. Yes. Like it looks like that they had this like hot girl come in and she's going to be in the porn and they're like, hey, throw on some glasses. Oh, now you're the secretary. Yeah. You know, and then she like, so he's watching like I, what's I think is supposed to be like a secretary and boss hooking up. That seems to be the vibe. Yeah. In the stairwell. In a stairwell, like in real time, this is happening. He is spying on them via these closed circuit security cameras in this building. And he thinks it's the greatest thing ever, which first of all, it's not. But second of all, <laughs> it's really not. Hasn't he seen people have sex before on camera? Do you camera? think Gomi has ever had sex before? Um, yeah. Okay. I bet he has. Mm. Anyway. So then he calls Mark and he's like, dude, yeah. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Get it, so he says. Mark, you will not believe what I'm looking at. It's two grown-ups. They're having S-E-X. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like the kid that like is, is like watching the like adult channels at yeah. home, like trying to watch boobs through static. <laughs> He's like those those nerds on Pen15. Mark! <laughs> Mark, did you know that adults sometimes have sex with each other? I saw boobs. I saw boob. So... On a scale of one to ten, this scene was not necessary and I did not need to see it. This scene is a negative three. It's a negative three. At least. We have our opening credits. Love which, that song. Yeah, love it. Honestly, after the opening, like the opening it credits are like, fine. well, look at these beautiful women. I was um, like, okay with it. And then we go to Bettina's. Bettina's. Although and that's it's right. technically bats. Well, technically now it's almost Bettina's because guest is at the door. Knock, knock. It's Tina. It's Tina. And she's got a speech that I honestly am into where she's like, listen, I don't have a place to live. I'm going to stay in the guest room because it's not fair that I should be the one who doesn't have a place to live because I'm not the one who fucking messed up. And Ben is like in her robe with really poofy bangs and is like, like, I'm so glad you're here. Like the biggest <laughs> smile, like trying to like not look as excited as she is. And she's like, welcome home. And Tina's like, I'm not home. I've and gained then, some weight. And then Becca, and then it's like, I don't care. And then Tina gets <laughs> mad at her for not yeah. caring. She's like, oh, you don't care? Great. Which is the best acting Laurel Hallman's done all series. This scene like is actually, I laughed. I laughed out loud. This scene's genuinely delightful. Yeah. So this is also like setting up the, the Tina. Tina needs to tell Bet she's pregnant. So, yeah. so far, Bet. Still hasn't noticed. Right. You know what this reminds me of? Tell me. My therapist um, <laughs> in New York at the beginning of one of our sessions was like, hey, just so you know, like I am going to be gone for a few months, like for a month or something on maternity leave. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. Like, congratulations. She's like, and also I want you to know that you are my only client who hasn't noticed <laughs> that I'm pregnant already or asked about it. <laughs> and I was like. You're like, when I come in here, it's time to talk about me. Yeah, this is me space where we're focused on me. Thank you. I'm paying Thank you, you <laughs> to pay attention to me and listen to me and not yeah. to talk about your life. But I was like, I did honestly think she just gained weight, I think. But I, I, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't think about it. I love that she called you out on that. That's I know. so funny. Oh, God, Lindsay, I miss you so much. Uh, Lindsay, call us. Lindsay, call us. Lindsay, I, I think you're in Long Island. Long Island. That's fun. Oh, God, I miss her. She could call in on our hotline. Hey, did you know we have a hotline? <laughs> Look at that natural segue. That was good. Thank you. We have a hotline. Yeah, we do. You can call and leave a message. The number is 971-217-6130. That's 971-217-6130. Carol is... Okay. Carol will listen to the messages if you want to leave a message for Carol. Um, reminder, she is a dog, yeah. so don't scare her. Yeah, don't scare her. So if we're going to go back to the program... Of course. Uh, Mark and Gomi are in uh, Mark's tool shed and Gomi is showing him the tape that he took home from work. Yeah, wait a minute. You can't you can't do that. 
No, you can't do that. He should be fired. He says it's a quality fuck tape, which is not true. And (laughs) um, Mark tells Gomi that he's working on a new project, but he can't tell about it because it's only in its concept stages. Sure thing, Mark. Sure thing. I wish what I wish had happened in this scene is that then like an anvil came from the sky (laughs) and crushed both of their bodies. I wish that like part of an airplane <laughs> like in Donnie Darko came and just landed only yeah. on the shed, uh-huh. killed the two of them and then no one else would have cared. Yeah. I wish that um, Gomi had been like, here, let's have some apples and they both bit into apples and then they had poison in poison, them. And then poison they both apples. died. And then it cut to outside where Jenny yeah. is playing the witch and <laughs> do, she's do, got do, like do, a do, basket do. of poison yeah. apples and she's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of those things happened. Oh, it's only going to get worse from here. On the streets of Los Angeles. To the sweet sounds of Butch in the Streets, Femme in the Sheets. Jenny and Shane are doing a power lesbian walk. They are strutting. Jenny is showing off her new short do. Mm-hmm. It looks cute. Yeah. Shane looks like a child ate a bunch of paint and then threw up on her. I was thinking, um, it made me think of that time. Um, remember that thing like years ago when Fabio was on the roller coaster and then like the bird hit him in the I face and died? absolutely don't. How do you not remember that? That's like a cultural milestone. Anyway, um, it looks like um, Shane was like running really uh-huh. fast or like was oh. in like a convertible and like like a like a bird just like uh, yeah. slammed into her chest and died there. Yeah, That's wish, sort of what it looks like. I wish like. that it happened to Gomi except I wish that Gomi <laughs> had also died. So that I wish it was a bigger bird, so like it smashed across Gomi's Maybe his torso. Beak, his beak the like beak, stagged. The beak, the, beak, the beak would have hit Gomi in the throat, <laughs> and he would have bled out. That's what I wish it happened. And he'd just be bleeding out in yeah. the street, and everyone would be like, "You suck!" Uh, and they yeah. wouldn't try to help him. Be like, "It's the quality fuck <laughs> tape." If you can give me any one redeeming quality of Gomi, I'll yeah. stop talking shit. But um, there isn't one. one. Anyway. Uh, so they're strutting around, and the point here is that now that Jenny has short hair, um, women are noticing her she, as a sexual yeah, lesbian type person. She's experiencing radical visibility. Radical. And she's getting cruised, according to Shane, which whether or not that's true, that was sweet of Shane to say. It was sweet of Shane. And then Jenny's like, I love my new haircut. But you know what? It also made me a little bit sad because it's like you shouldn't have to cut your hair I in agree. order to feel visible, you know? Well, it's feminine visibility, really, yes. isn't it? It is. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of like Jenny's still femme. That's true. She is still femme. And a lot of butch people have long hair. LHBs. Yeah, That's LHBs. Real. That's true. So nothing it matters. Then, <laughs> honestly, like the planet's on fire and yeah. why are we even doing Not this? the planet nightclub, the, the planet Earth. Planet Don't Earth. Worry. I'm sorry. The planet, Don't worry. The, the nightclub the is fine. The planet is fine. Our Earth is our Earth is boiling up. Yeah. So um, in the bathtub, Bet Bet's like, I just want to bring you fresh towels, which is like, uh, yeah, right. You just want to look at her naked. Yeah. And Tina has like a little bathtub tray covering her stomach. This episode is really great. Um, things covering yeah. Tina's mm-hmm. stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, Tina says she has something that she wants to talk to Bet about and asks if she'll be home later. And Bet's like, I'll be home if you want me to be home. And then yeah. she's like, great, we'll talk tonight. Wow, great. Everyone's doing great. Yeah, that Everyone's was really, really interesting. Great. Really great scene. Then, um, <sighs> Tool shed. oh my God. Here we go. So, God, I hate this man. I hate Mark. I hate the storyline. I just, even in 2005, I hated it. Even then, I, I, I don't remember being you know like, 
well, yeah, because like men don't get it. And like, this is going to help. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't really ever see a point to this, really. I don't remember. I didn't like it, but it did not annoy me to the degree it annoys me now. And I think that is because I was a person who had a lot of like men in my life at that mm. time. So like I in general had like a, an amount of patience for male shenanigans that I probably don't have anymore. And yeah. probably I also was like, well, he's cute. Mark is cute, but that's only because he's Blake Lively's brother. Right. If this was Blake Lively playing the character of Mark. Oh my God. If it was Blake Lively as her character in the best film of all time, A Simple Favor, the best film playing of all Mark, time. I would be like, yeah, bitch, set up those cameras. Fucking ca- tape everything, everything. Also, she'd be everybody. taking off her her like 17,000 piece like suit as undoing her eight blazers at once. Yeah, but and instead best. we get fucking Mark in his long sleeve t-shirt saying that introducing his documentary. Like that, he's a character in the documentary. Right. A, and, and the topic of the documentary is that he has lesbian roommates. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Have I hit that? No, it's not like that. They're real, but I will try. I will keep trying. And then I wished for a tsunami <laughs> to just hit just somehow a giant wave. Yeah. Just hit the tool shed. Just hit the tool shed. Yeah. Spare Jenny and Shane. They can't afford to move. No. And, and the I, house is really lovely. It is a, a really lovely like, house. Vibe. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> and I don't want the production team <laughs> to have to build imagine. another house. <laughs> Another set. <laughs> I'm just imagining him spontaneously bursting into flames, <laughs> like while he's recording this. Yeah. The show. Yeah. This. It's easier to watch these scenes with Mark if you just imagine him spontaneously bursting into flames. Yeah. Or if, try it at home. Or if when he said, "I'm," you're wondering if I've hit it yet, and then Shane came in and like hit him really hard, and he fell on the ground. She hit him with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> a frying pan, Roger Rabbit style. Yeah, like in like an opening scene of Six <laughs> Feet Under. You know where this woman? Did you watch Six Feet Under? Yes. What well, one of the death scenes where it was like this man I think was just complaining and being annoying to his wife and she just walks up behind him with a frying pan and just smacks him on the head and he dies that's what oh, should happen God. to Mark every time he's talking oh, on man. camera um, well there's, a, there's one is, good man in the world uh, is there yeah because we're going to go to the California Arts Center the and one good man in the world is James James so basically bets <laughs> this is, I actually love this so bet is like so let's like Let's uh, let's strategize about this Tina apartment hunt thing. Tina's back home. I want her to get ensconced. Ensconced is the word. Is the that word. That she used, which is a very Bet Porter thing to yes. say. Yes. And then not leave. And you can keep looking for a place for her to live, but don't look too hard. <laughs> don't call yeah. anyone back. <laughs> don't put mm-hmm. much effort into this. Yeah. Like, don't no rush. Don't like pay for a West Side Rentals membership. No, you can Just cancel that. peruse the free listings Just without phone numbers. Just take a little peek at Craigslist. Yeah. Maybe every third day. Yeah. So do a light look. And uh, then there is a part here where James understands and Bet looks at him and gives gives him like a one finger gun kind of. Yeah. And Boom. that gif is, um, I, w- I, I bet if like you look on your phone and you search L word, that would be in the first row. The, Beth, the gif of Bet doing that doing gesture. So it's a yeah. classic classic gesture classic gif she's also wearing like a sweater vest that's like argyle it's kind of cute yeah not bad then we return <sighs> to shenny's they get home with a very large whole foods bag they sure do and Reusable. some coffees and bagel they love the earth yeah they love a, the bagel, earth. a bagel that somehow doesn't have a hole in it because shane like slathers that whole thing in cream cheese and no cream cheese that bagel syrup. didn't look good it looked like they got it at like starbucks or something it was like not and they shared the bagel which i was like that's fine that's, but that's showbiz that's showbiz for you but like i would definitely eat one whole bagel myself thank you very much so mark has his camera on and he sits down he's like hey here i am i'm gonna be doing this documentary but just so you know i'm gonna expose myself as much as i'm exposing 
everyone else in this movie. Uh, he says that Gomi, he admits that Gomi used to like hide in his closet and spy on him when he brought girls back to his dorm room to have sex with them. And which I feel, is that even legal? I don't, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it is ethically horrific. Can you imagine though getting home from your like day out with your like oh gay friend and yeah. like you have your new hair and you're mm -hmm. feeling amazing and you walk into you're a about to eat a bagel camera sure. on a tripod but half a bagel looking at you yeah like a camera's just on in your and face when you walk in and a man Mark says that this documentary is going to be a journal of his life with them he is certain it will be the best thing he's ever done and he wants them to participate and jenny's like i think there's a lot of eyes contradicting the wheeze and jenny is on brilliant in this scene oh my she god she is so hilariously mean to him it is like one of my favorite jenny scenes ever you know what's interesting about this scene carly besides the scene itself we recorded this scene together is this one of the ones that we recorded yeah i played wow. jenny you played shane and haviland played mark that's incredible. Which meant she like sort of like hunched over and put her arms around us and was like, hey guys, you know, like doing oh, like a dude voice. God. I mean, I did think this dialogue was very familiar for a reason. Obviously, yeah. I studied it at length. Yeah. Because so way back in the day when I had my blog, we would we made these little like video teasers for the recaps, I want to say. I guess, yeah. That's, Something like yeah, that. I, it, honestly, it was look, for we fun. We had free time <laughs> and we were filling it by doing that. Yeah. And they got a lot of views. Yeah. I had like a little video blog thing, but it was before being a YouTuber was a thing. So yeah. here I am, not rich, but the... So close though. So close. But anyway, we reenacted a bunch of Elwood scenes and there are two scenes in this episode that we did. One was just one that me and Haviland did, but we did, me and you and Haviland did this one. So I was this like, every time I scene. hear bobbing for Apple. Robbing for Apple. Yeah, I think about you <laughs> saying it as much as I think about Shane saying it. And oh also God, me going, you. lesbians gone wild. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to toot our own horns, but you know. <laughs> Toot toot, we're really good actors. <laughs> really good. And so are Kate and Mia. Yeah, they're absolutely lovely in the scene. The scene's really cute. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's about living with people like you. And they're like, oh, what? who are we? Are we bean fiddlers bobbing for Apple Girls? Which is, did they improv that? Whatever Sassy, it is, I love it. Doesn't Sassy, doesn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Mark tries to sell them on the proverbial lonely Les stuck in the closet in the Midwest who they could be reaching with this. <sighs> And the faces that they make throughout this are incredible. Yeah. Basically, so he ultimately offers them $20 interview to be in his film. And they need money. So they're like, eh, maybe. Yeah. Jenny's like, Jenny seems to be coming around because he throws out the Maisel brothers once again. And then and he throws out D.A. Pennebaker. D.A. Pennebaker. Who actually died like two weeks ago. Wait, really? Yeah. I, I can't even, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Holy shit. And his movies, he did The War Room, um, Kings of Pastry. He did that Aline Switch special. He also mm. did Startup.com, which I've seen. I don't know if you've seen that. But he made like I a bazillion of them. He did a lot of like music-related documentaries. Mm -hmm. And then he also mentions Nick Broomfield, who directed a film I hope you've all seen if you are doing your lesbian duty, which is Eileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. <laughs> um, and also another key lesbian text, Whitney, Can I Be Me, which was two years ago. Mm, yes. He also directed Biggie and Tupac and Kurt and Courtney and stuff like that. So this is these are the people who Mark is aspiring to be similar to. And I would like to say, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't either. And I think that he should take so. all of their names out of his mouth. Yeah, he should. So Jenny's like maybe on board and Shane's like, we'll think about it. Yeah. And they're just I mean, they're so they're so like amazingly mean to him. And, and mm -hmm. it's so funny. And they're so cute. It's really cute. Oh, God. Then <laughs> we go to. Babeland. Tauntaun sex store. <laughs> then we go to Tauntauns and Tatas. <laughs> the local pleasure 
early to bed, come as you are, babe land, <laughs> fun factory, good vibration store. Alice has somehow been dragged here with Tanya and And Tanya's Dana. playing with a giant dildo. Tanya is like acting as if she is. It's literally like the episode where Michael Scott, the episode <laughs> of The Office where Michael Scott goes to the sex shop and like just giggles like a child the yeah. entire time. It's Except basically. That was probably funnier. Yeah. No, it was definitely funnier. Listen, I know that we've been pretty neg so far, and I got to say we're going to keep being neg because this episode, um, th- this episode that Simi just had was super cute. There's mm-hmm. another scene in this episode that is one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. of all time. Yes. But besides those two moments, I hate almost this entire episode. Yeah. There's a lot to not like mm-hmm. happening in this episode. Um, they say biphobic things to Alice. Yes. They get into a cool discussion about biphobia. Tanya is so immature that she should not be allowed out of the house. Mm-mm. And then Dana's really mean to Alice. I don't understand why. I mean, like, I understand why, mm. but it doesn't make any sense because, like, Dana's always mean to Alice in front of Tanya in this, mm. like, yeah, make up your mind, like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are you doing kind of thing? But, like, the only reason they are not together is Dana right. being with horrible Tanya. And so I guess it's just, like, a projection thing, but it is so... If I was Alice, I'd be losing my absolute mind right there. Yeah, because they they do this by holding up a chocolate dick and a white chocolate um, like boob and being like, pick, why can't you make up your mind between dick and pussy or whatever again? Yeah. Which one of these do you want in your mouth? And it's like, first of all, that's very sexist. Second of all, both. Third of yeah. all, uh, go suck it yourself. Um. Anyway, I hate Tanya. Yeah, I hate Tanya. I think that Dana is just trying to come up with any reason she can think of for why she wouldn't be with Alice anyway. And right. one of those reasons is that she's biphobic and biphobic people shouldn't date bisexual women. Exactly. And so the whole reason they're even in this place is for gift bags. Right. And Alice is like, I could definitely handle this on my own. No, neither of you need to be here. And we're like, what is happening? Also, Tanya's supposed to be like sponsorship queen. Why isn't she just getting they? good vibes or Babeland Thank to sponsor you. this herself? And they give and they would send them for free or exactly. pleasure chest. There's exactly. so many wonderful feminist sex stores. Speaking Fuck of yeah. lesbian sex, we're back at Shenny's. The camera is uh. still fucking on. And Mark wants to know what the primary lesbian sex act is because they can't fuck. And then Shane gets so mad at yeah. him. Yeah. Yay, Shane. <laughs> like, what makes you think that lesbians can't fuck? And then she stands up. She goes, where do you live, Mark? Because this is entirely possible. And then just like walks away in anger. Yeah. And then Jenny and her and Jenny just sits there making these like sassy faces. Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, come on, just help me out. Like, but why? Why? Like he he literally is like, I would help you if you were writing a novel and needed info for me. Why won't you help me? And it's like, why do men like he's like just helping out ignorant guys like me? Like you don't need to know about the primary lesbian sex act. You really You're not don't. a lesbian. You're not part of this. Like and also these are the rules of social justice. The less oppressed person cannot ask the more oppressed person to explain themselves. Exactly. They should Google it. Google it, bitch. I mean, at that time, if they Googled it, he wouldn't have found anything. No. But also, you know what? He doesn't need to find anything. Why does None he of think, this matters to none him. None of this matters. It is no lesbian's obligation to help a man understand. And I think if a lesbian was going to, there was going to be some kind of lesbian documentary about what lesbians are, which yeah. first of all, don't make that documentary. There's no, no such thing as what mm-hmm. one lesbian there's no it's not oh we contain multi-tones but like also like a straight white cis man should not ever be making that but he's trying to exploit them yeah he is and you know what's interesting also is that the original l word 
Earthlings, the original mm-hmm. pitch for it, involved Kit was a lesbian and mm-hmm. she was making a documentary about yep. like basically making this documentary. But it was going to be from the perspective of a black queer woman, which is a lot different than being from the perspective of but still also would have been a bad documentary. It would have been bad. Just it would have been the real L word. Yeah. Which was bad. Very bad. Um, Shane says, don't be so aggressive because it's embarrassing. Yeah. Which is a really good line. And then Mark's like, there you go. You have it. A tip from the lesbian sex Lothario, goddess herself or whatever. whatever the fuck. Blah, blah. Hey, sign these releases. Where'd you guys go? Yeah. And then Jenny takes a pen that she would assign the release for, with and just stabs, stabs him Mark in the, in, the, in, the, in the neck, right in the jugular. Right in the jugular. <laughs> and then Gomi walks in and she stabs him too. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, thank God. And, and then, then they like eat more bagels. Yeah. They wa- they eat bagels and watch them die. Yeah. They, they like clean their floors with their blood. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> That's not what happened at the end. No, he just tried Everyone to Everyone escaped alive. They all lived. No one was released from the grips from of this the, program. The prison that is Mark's tyranny. So then we go back to Batanas. Batanias. Batanias. Batanas. So t- ta- once again, ta- Tina's. Tiny Tina's writing in her little notebook. Tiny. <laughs> Tina's torso is once again blocked this time <laughs> by an entire table. Yeah. Tina's got the baby. She slipped the baby under, under the, table, the table. And she's got her little journal. She's like, oh, I'm writing in my journal. Do, 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 do. And Tina's there. Tina said, oh, I made extra food. Bet's like, great. Because Bet is, was planning on not eating at all because she still hasn't figured out how to make her own food. She has no idea. And that's why she needs Tina back so badly. Yeah. Bet says Tina's glowing, which is television, television clue word for someone is pregnant. I know. Tina should have gotten thrown up too, just to really drive just it to home. Drive that home. Yeah. yeah. And then Tina's tries to start this conversation. You know, if you recall, Tina wanted them to have a conversation tonight. Mm-hmm. And Tina's like, so, and starts to talk. And then Bet just, plows right plows over right her. through it and just like i had the worst day yeah oh i'm trying to raise all this peabody money <laughs> and it's not gonna work Arr, my life is difficult also she's a pirate i guess <laughs> yeah that's a pirate in this Arr, but you know Tina. what for being if if she was really a pirate she would have made mark and gomi walk the fucking plank yeah by get now. eaten by a shark bitch. yeah get eaten by a shark instead she's here plowing over tina and then and Tina's like, um, yeah, I'm raising money too. Yeah. In so, that like way that like Tina like cannot Tina. It's like, yeah, Bet's like an asshole and like is everything's about Bet. Yeah. But also Tina, like use your words. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, though, it's you, it becomes I, I mean, it's tough. I, I'm not saying whatever the relationship is, but like when you're in an emotionally abusive relationship, you really it becomes habit. You get really That's used true. to it. Like when I was watching this, I felt pained for Tina because I could yeah. feel that sense of like you just slip back into it. Like, you know, like I would go out of town and then I would come back and it would be and I, I'd go to town and almost like build myself into a real person again. Right. And then I'd go home and like she'd say one thing and I'd be like, oh, here I am. Tiny me again, yeah. just deferring. And it's really painful to watch. It is hard to watch. You know, also hard to watch is one of my least favorite fucking devices in the history of television, which is I have to tell you something. Oh, never mind. And then the person is like, OK, okay. fine. What have, has anyone ever in your life told you? I have to tell you something and then said, never mind. And you've let that go. Never, never. No one has ever let that go. However, it is happening probably on five TV shows right now. Always, always. My least favorite plot on a television show is usually someone needs to tell someone something and doesn't tell them. Yeah. And they draw it out for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. It just, it's almost as bad as someone walking in on someone else kiss, like being kissed by someone. I, I can't explain it, but oh, you know right, what I'm talking the about. Thing where like they're being kissed by someone, and yeah. then like their person walks in, and like they didn't kiss them back, but yeah. the person just saw the kiss, and right. then, like assumed that they were instigating it. Yes. But, like I wasn't instigating it; they yes. kissed me. And if you had stayed in the room long enough, you would have seen me push them away. But they yes. actually before that. Yes. Also a terrible device. Don't. Ugh. 
Anyway, no one kisses here. Bet apologizes. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. So what do you want to talk about? No. So, so that went really poorly for them. And then they cut to later in the evening. Bet goes into Tina in the guest room, who's in bed with the covers pulled up, reading a book, yeah. covering her torso <laughs> once again. And Bet's like, hey, sorry about dinner. Um, do you think you will want to speak with me tomorrow? Yeah. And, Bet, and Tina's like, yes, I do think I would like to speak with you tomorrow. I'm like, what is this formal what? ass? What? 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 It feels like I'm watching what Gentleman Jack but speaking to each mm-hmm. other. No, be great as if Gentleman Jack was on, in her carriage thing, you know, yeah. and they were like riding their horse and then like Mark and Gomi were across the street and they and just they plowed, plowed right, right over. over them. Yeah. Killed them. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, what was that little bump? Nothing. Like nothing. Just, like, yeah. And would they, just be like, oh, just some men. <laughs> like, I had to men. go walk, walk briskly somewhere <laughs> and tell someone about yeah. financial matters. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have to go collect the rents. Excuse me. All right. So now we're at the planet. Where Alice is working on the chart. Alice is hard at work. Bet comes in wearing this really interestingly weird suit where like the <laughs> sleeves it has like a like a almost like a it's like a french cuff yeah but, like they're sticking out like yeah. 14 feet like she's like slender man <laughs> and like the blazer is like cropped in every possible way and the shirt is much bigger i don't know i think she pulls it off she pulls it off because only she can pull anything right. off but like as a garment not a fan <laughs> that's just me um, Objective is wrapped entirely in a blanket. Yes, of course. She obviously blanket sheath. Pashmina, perhaps a pashmina. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, it's 2005. I feel like that was the pashmina craze. Yeah. Well, Tina started it. Congratulations, um, Tina Kennard. And Alice is stoked to she's see so her she's ship like, back together she's again. Practically crying. She gives them a big hug. Yeah. Um. And then there's this weird. And they're like, we're not back together. Like, relax. And she's like, I know. I'm just really happy to see you. You look happy. I yeah. don't know. And then there's this like, Bet's like, I need to see Kit. And she's like, oh, she's in the back with Benjamin. And then there's this really cute moment where Jennifer Beals does this little thing where like she's looking at Alice and yeah. Tina's not looking and she's like pointing at her like, hey, look, I got her. Yeah. And Alice is like, yeah. And then Tina turns around and, and Bet's like, oh, I was just fixing my hair. Fixing my hair. <laughs> it just is very, it's very cute. And Alice is like, are you guys going to get back together? And Tina says she's not ruling it out, which is generous considering that so far i would say it's gone pretty poorly alice asks if tina told her and bet oh right and she's like no but bet hasn't even noticed and then alice is like girl how her yeah like i get it she hasn't noticed but she's bet and she's self-absorbed and also you're wearing only towels and blankets places and like maybe you should just tell her yeah just sit down and be like you are my only client who has not noticed that i'm pregnant exactly and then Lindsay, just really yeah (laughs) love you Lindsay. marry me um, <clears throat> then, uh, so Kit's in the back with Benjamin Bradshaw and apparently, I keep wanting to call him Benjamin Button. A bit of, <laughs> just, just do it. Well, cause it's <sighs> Charles S. Dutton is playing it. So, That's why. So Benjamin Button, head, Benjamin rhymes. Dutton, Benjamin Dutton. Yeah. It's Benjamin Dutton. So they go to the back and so some weird amount of time has passed in which Kit has gotten the planet into a profitable stage. She is actually turning a profit suddenly yeah probably because she raised the price of the pear planted tart to like 155 dollars and people were like it's worth it yeah and some like really rich hollywood person came in like Lindsay lohan was like i'll have six and then she was like she was like now we're making a profit that's all it took yeah just took one lohan here have a one dollar latte but yeah. a 18 dollar polenta tart right that's how they get you it's like yep. well, how you buy a cheap printer and then the ink is expensive exactly yep yep so true <sighs> so benjamin pitches bet on the theory, the theory of, of everything, aka toe. Yeah. And Bet has this like highly skeptical look I on love her face it. where she's like, Um, I love my sister and I see that this is like 
something that is making her happy and maybe there's some sort of romance happening and so like I'm gonna not be a complete bitch because normally Bet would be a complete bitch but I also think that Tina's back and it's making her a little happier yeah um so she's like okay I will raise my eyebrows yeah. I will make a smirk I will agree to think about attending this conference seminar thing and uh I won't say anything negative even yeah. though I am thinking it I want you to know that if I was if I was in Bet's shoes the next time I saw Kit, I would be like, sit down. Oh yeah, me too. I'd be like, I would, I, I would be upset. I would be able to think about nothing else for the rest of the day besides be that. Like, this besides is that my like very close friend was like buying into this nonsense. Like this is a scam. Also, he says he has a theory for everything, like that controls all the forces in the universe or whatever. But somehow, Mark and Gomi are still alive. Exactly. Like if this was real, yeah. they would have died from any of the the scenarios yeah. we have pitched or. One we haven't even come up with yet. Yeah, that's his job. He has a theory of fucking everything. So well, figure out, figure out, figure, figure out that out. Figure out how to kill these assholes. <sighs> also, Jenny got her hair cut yesterday, but somehow Kit has gotten her business out of the red. <laughs> it's since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there's. it doesn't matter. There's no time. There's no holidays. Kit says Benjamin Bradshaw is the best thing that ever happened to her, which generous killed me, but not Mark or Gomi. <laughs> All right. So we're in Shane's kitchen, Shenny's kitchen, but yeah, uh, Shane not looks there. so cute in this scene. Oh my god, it's so cute. Oh my god, in her little open her flannel little shirt flannel. and her hair and her makeup, so cute. Honestly, I think this is Shane's hottest season. Yeah, did you ever wear this outfit? What a flannel over a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. like every single day. Yes, same. I'm sure. I definitely was like, I need like a cool like red flannel though. Yeah, I, I definitely need. This I had shirt. one. So Carmen is like looking for music because she's DJing the bachelorette party. Yeah. She's just play Alice in Chains. Just play Shane and Carmen fucking. Yeah, this is Shane the, and Carmen you know, fucking. It's, where, it's where she wants to be in five years. <laughs> yeah, that's where she wants to be in five years. Yeah, so she couldn't play that now because she's not there yet. Yeah. But so Carmen is asking if Jenny's always super weird. And Shane's like, yeah, yeah. she's a writer. So duh. And you should like. And then she's like, she's like, but you kissed her. And we're like, yeah. And she's like, she's oh, like, well, it was kind of okay. the circumstance. And also, yeah. wasn't, that, wasn't that okay? She's like, oh, of course it's okay. This isn't awkward at all. Yeah, it was weird. This was a weird scene. Um, And then it ends with, you know, Shane's like, you should give Jenny a chance. And like Carmen is like obviously still into Shane. Yeah. And then has like a cute little, yeah, she's, she's like, like, stop setting me up. Yeah, she's like, don't try to hook me up. And I'm like, yeah, Carmen. You tell her. Tell her, Carmen. Go get a haircut. Please. You're so beautiful. Why do you have a mullet? Yeah. Then we go to the Paramount lot. The Paramount lot. The Paramount lot. Yeah. Which is right off Melrose. Yep. Veronica Bloom, our yep. best friend, played by Cameron Manheim, if you recall. Cameron Mayhem. Cameron Mayhem, which is really what she should change her name to. Yep. Um, she is trying to get Shane to get in the limo. Yeah. And go with her to go talk to someone for her. And there's a moment where she is standing, <laughs> standing through the roof of the sunroof. Yelling at while Shane. While the limo is driving around a fountain. Uh -huh. And she's screaming at Shane. And honestly, that's a hilarious image. It was great. Yeah. And Shane is just like, why did I agree to do this? I want yeah. nothing to do with you. There was this part in Six Feet Under. There was one of the people who died. They were in a limo mm -hmm. and they like got, they stood yeah. up and then they hit a traffic light or something yeah. and, and they were decapitated. Yeah. That would be another way I think that Mark and Gomi could die. Yeah. They could like get a limo and they'd be like, yeah. we're going out to the yeah. lesbian bar, like Girls Gone Wild style. Yeah. And they're like, and like thinking yeah. that they're going to like see all these cool lesbians. And then they're like. Hey, you guys should. The girls are probably in the limo encouraging yeah. them. Like, hey, you guys should stand up yeah. and be like woo girls. Like, remember? Yeah. I'm like, um, honestly, that that six feet under cold open haunts me. Haunts me. It truly does. Like yeah. the, the thought of standing up through a sunroof <laughs> chills me to the bone. Yeah, because of that it cold should. open safety. Yeah. 
Sunroof safety. safety. And that's why you don't stand up in a limo. In a limo. Then we go to Bat's office. Does she change the painting behind her office every day? I think she day? changes it daily. She must have so much art. What a wonderful well, life of art. she a museum. Right. That's where the art is. Right. So she can be like, I want that one today. What if you walked in and you're like, I'll have, I'll have a strawberry protein shake, an egg and cheese sandwich, and I'll have the Catherine Opie photograph. Then she's looking through the Peabody Grant Awards, which are like announced online or something. And there's and just a list. It's a list. And Peabody Foundation declined to fund the California Arts Center. However, she, they are funding the ambiguously named Center for Social Justice, which, by the way, that says like grantee writers like Tina and Oscar's names are listed. But yeah. no one's names are listed for any of the other organizations, <laughs> which is, you know, anyway, they got $100,000. And as we're scrolling through, we see that some of the other grants are like 20,000, mm-hmm. 35,000. So this is a pretty high. This seems to yeah. be the highest by highest, far, by far on there. So cut Bet, to the center. Bet realizes that Tina mm-hmm. got her money. According and, to Bet, it's her money, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And Tina is and her staff are they're so excited. They're so excited. They got the grant. We She's wearing it. a blanket. Woo! Oh, I'm wearing my blanket but again. Then she notices that Bet didn't get anything. And so she calls Bet just to see how she's doing. And Tina's like trying really hard to be nice. And honestly, like I think Bet needs to go to anger management. Bet needs therapy. Yeah, like because this is really fucked up. This this conversation is horrifying yeah because tina is first of all something really great is happening for tina that she has a right to be excited about but she took time out of her own joy to call her estranged partner and be like hey girl how are you doing i know what happened yeah i i saw what happened i am making it a point to take time out of my day out of my celebration with my team yeah with my extras with my canadian extras (laughs) not your canadian extras my canadian Canadian extras. extras and all of our social social justice yeah and instead, I'm calling you to check on you. Mm-hmm. And Bet unleashes some a of the torrent. most toxic shit I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And she says, ask if Tina has a vendetta against her. And why didn't she tell her she was also applying for this grant? She thinks that Tina applied for this specific grant just to fuck over Bet. Right. Which, Which is, again, this is irrational. Think, like, she's so having a panic spiral. Yes. Um, like, I could relate to this experience where like something bad happens and you instantly catastrophize it yeah but like the way that she's projecting that onto tina that is like that is toxic and she needs help she's therapy yeah i think a therapist would be very well equipped to handle this Mm -hmm. specific situation um so they get in a huge fight bet throws her phone throws her phone gotta hate when people throw their phones i hate when people throw their phones she screams fuck several times yeah um i uh i don't like bet here no, but Helena's going to come to the Center for Social Justice. So let's get ready. Let's get ready. Put up the streamers. But don't make it look too nice because we do need them to know that we do, in fact, need this $100,000. Right. And yeah. they did, in fact, get the biggest. Hide the Kerrig. Then we go to, <laughs> or rather hide the Nespresso and put out the Kerrig. Exactly. Then we go back to the limo is pulling into where they are going to talk to this girl, Priscilla, yes. um, who they want to buy her life. They want to buy her life writes she has had a really crazy thing happen to her in her life and they want to make a movie out of it yeah and shane is there to help them do it then we go back to the center for social justice and helena comes in with her camera crew and is she looks incredible she looks whatever she's wearing is great that dress is so cool yeah it looks like it was like built i don't even know what it is but it's great it she looks amazing yeah amazing yeah and she just strolls in with this camera crew like where's tina canard 
Tina, Tina Canal. Tina, where's she's Tina? She's like, I am Where's Tina. the wonderful woman who wrote this grant proposal that made me cry like a baby? I've never read such a beautiful grant proposal. Oh my God, I was so moved. <laughs> what a, a white woman wrote this wonderful grant proposal. And I, I loved had to come it. I had to find her. Oh. And I definitely didn't Google her, and I definitely don't know that she is a lesbian. A lesbian. I or don't pregnant. know that at all. So here we go. Oh. Here is uh, when they cut when this. I didn't realize this scene was in this episode. Uh So when they then this scene ended and they cut to Dana and Alice sitting on the floor mm -hmm. putting together the gift bags. I shrieked (laughs) with delight. I was watching it with Robin. Mm -hmm. My wife's name is Robin. That's what I'm talking about. Robin Romer. Yeah, that's Carly's wife. Robin. We're married. She's yeah. And she put down her phone because she was also so excited by what scene was about to happen. This is honestly one of my and I think reason to agree. Yeah. One of our absolute joint favorite scenes in the whole series. Absolutely. Hands down. It is. Hands down the pants. Hands in all sorts of places. Yeah. Hands wherever. Um, This is. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. So it's okay. So Dana and Alice are making. Are flirting. These, they're making gift bags and they're flirting. And the gift bags are for the bachelorette party, which. What? Yeah. Okay. We'll get back to this yeah. later. Again, this, this party is very confusing. Yeah. But this is, this scene is not confusing and it's delightful. Yeah. And so they're doing the gift bags and they're each telling each other like the first thing that they noticed about each other that made them attracted to them. Uh-huh. And it's so fucking adorable. Yeah. Like they noticed that she, again, this is a scene that Havlin and I filmed. So it's very present in my mind. <laughs> I was Dana. Dana noticed Alice's boobs. Yes. And which, they were uh, like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> hello. And then. And Alice thought Dana was a hottie. Yeah. And she's like, you did? And it's so cute. And then Dana like gets up like she's going to go. She's like leans forward to like get something. And Alice back. just like looks wistfully at her ass. Perfectly like, encased in a pair of $200 seven jeans. Perfect. And she's mesmerized. She just cannot help herself. She has to lay her palm on that she's ass. Like, Dana, your ass. Yeah. <laughs> You have a really nice ass. She's like, well, I'm this, like a professional this, athlete. I hope I have a nice body. There's, this exchange happens in season five, too, between two different characters. So then they finally, like weeks or months or, or some indeterminate amount of time, the tension has built up to this mm-hmm. moment. And the song finally by CeCe yeah. Peniston starts playing and they Fuck. First, they have to take their pants up and they can't. I, again, this is one of those things that now every, every time this happens, which is most of the time, the time. <laughs> I always think about Alice and Dana yeah. and how hard it is to fucking get girls get pants clothes, off. Girl pants are girl, girl pants are hard to get off. Hard to get off. It's not easy. They try to get Dana's and all of Alice's off. necklace necklaces, Alice's 18 necklaces. Dana yeah. falls off the couch. I know. It's so cute. Oh, it's so But they're so funny. excited and they're just like they're having fun. And they're Alice has a really fun. cute cherry bra. Yeah. Um, um, the blinds are open the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. couldn't, I, I could not not notice that even though I was paying attention to them. And they, they're both switches. That's been established now. Yes. Um, Congratulations to both of them. <laughs> uh, they, she fucks her. She goes down on her. They all, Just they do all, all over the, the place. Things. All the stuff. They do um, like food play. They get in later. the kitchen. They are having a great time. They're having the time of their lives, mm-hmm. which is a real change of events from spending time with Tanya because there's mm-hmm. nothing enjoyable mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Tanya. D- Dana doesn't even seem to have fun with her. Um, they're just doing it all over the living room and then they're in the kitchen mm-hmm. and it seems like this is a reference to the film Nine and a Half Weeks. Perhaps. Um, it's shot the same way. There's a blindfold involved. Yeah. Um, and they're just having fun. They're having fun. 
playing with food. They are. They seems like they fucked for hours. It seems like this goes on forever. Which, yeah, like good the sunsets. I mean, the sunsets where they are, but then the next scene, the sun hasn't set yet. So it's sort of you know they're really playing with again. This this they've been fucking for. They're, weeks. they're in a time warp. <laughs> yeah. Ten years later, we go back to Priscilla's house. The former sex worker. Back at Priscilla's house, she is a Russian former sex worker. Uh, also an employee on the Battlestar Galactica ship. Obviously. Um, and Veronica's like, all right, Shane, you have to handle this. Yeah. Uh, she offers her fruit juice. <laughs> Shane declines. I would have taken the juice. Yeah, I would have taken the juice, too. I would have been like, yeah, what kind of fruit juice? And yeah. if she was like apple, I would have been like, never mind. And if she was like pineapple, what? orange, banana, I would have been like, yes, please. What's wrong with that? Apple juice. Carly, are we 12? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I love apple juice so much. Wait, really? Yeah, I love apple juice. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Like I love it. I don't think I've Sometimes had... I just I don't get think... a craving for apple juice. <laughs> I don't think I've had apple juice in a decade. God, I want apple juice right now. It's so badly. <laughs> well, I'll, the only fruit juices I have in my refrigerator are cranberry and grapefruit. I don't want either. Okay. But thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Shane says that she used to be a sex worker too and that one of the guys paid for her to go to hairstyling school. Priscilla wants to go to hairstyling school, uh, whatever. They seal the deal. Veronica's excited that Shane's a close the closer. They're and then the she, closer. And I think that this is good. Like there's a, uh, you can see Shane is not going to take Veronica's shit in general. Yeah. Shane's like, Ugh. and then yeah. she's like, we had to put a clause in her contract that she gets to work with you, Shane. And Shane's like, no. Yeah. She's like, that's not cool. Don't do that. And I'm like, wait, so you're, but like, wouldn't it be to do her hair? And like, isn't that something you would want to do? Like, wouldn't you want to be hired to do someone's hair in a film? I mean, they just bought the rights. We are at least we a year away from so far any yeah, I don't know what's going on. Every word, the planet's going to be not the planet nightclub. The planet the that we live planet. on is going to be exploded by that. But and hopefully, Mark and Gomi will have already sunk into a deep pit of lava or quicksand and felt every pore quicksand of their body slowly dissolve into the earth until they become fertilizer for corn. Mm. <laughs> That would be great. That's what they deserve. <laughs> yeah, they deserve to be pig food. Um, Social so justice. Point, Sh- Shane, Shane seems kind of miserable. And mm-hmm. then we go to Tina's office and Helena's getting filmed doing Talking things. to children yeah, who they've like brought in for, for the purpose of a photo op. Yeah. It's just, you know, that kind of gross thing. And then she pauses what she's doing because she sees Tina and all her the radiance. radiant, the glowing, glowing orb of Tina and her pink she blanket. She goes up to her and she's like, what do you do? And, and she, she says she's only 14 weeks pregnant. And then Helen is like, oh, dear, are you having twins? <laughs> <laughs> that is 3.5 months. What is happening? What is happening on this show? The passage is the of time? time doesn't make any sense. I, but, you know, but I guess, did we just make up that the first episode, that Tina was five months pregnant in the first episode? Did we just assume because clearly Laurel Hallman is five months pregnant? Listen, Maybe. I don't know what pregnant people look like at different stages, but I do feel like three and a half months is a little. It's not this. Yeah, it doesn't look like this. Um, Helena informs Tina that she finds her pregnancy quite sexy. And she's very flirtatious. She says her and her partner have separated. Tina says, oh, same. I'm going to raise this baby by myself. Okay, Tina, we get it. Uh, we get it, girl. Your baby's going to be fucking bored for their whole life because they're just going to be just gonna looking at you. you be like, look, it's the block. No, it's my mom. <laughs> and then the uh, Alan is like, have dinner with me tonight. She's like, I have to go to a bachelorette party that isn't really a bachelorette party, but it is a bachelorette party and I have to go to it. Yeah. 
And then before we can get too deep into the nonsense of the bachelorette party, guess who shows up at the door? It's Bet. Bet's got flowers. She's sorry. Yeah. Tina doesn't care at all. She's I, like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm trying to flirt with this hot British rich lady. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my office. And also, Bet's apology was not an apology. Yeah, she says she's sorry. Also, I really think Tina stood up for herself in this scene in a way that I was very impressed by. Me too. Because as aforementioned, when I was in a situation where I was like an emotionally abusive relationship, she would come home with flowers and I would be like, okay. It's really hard to And then five minutes yourself. later, she'd be an asshole again. Yeah. So Tina stands her ground. Good for Tina. Yeah. Bet apologizes and then t- and then kind of walks it back. Yep. She's like, well, I mean, you said some things too. And I'm like, did no, she, she did it. I don't think she did. All she did. said was I made extra dinner. Yeah. And then on that phone call, she was just like really checking up on her. Yeah. It's not like she was like rubbing her big victory in her face. Yeah. She was just getting screamed at. But anyway, gosh. then... Then shit gets awesome Ooh. because Helena walks into the office. Yeah. And Helena and Bet immediately start fighting over yeah. Tina. It's a top off. It's a top off. Top off. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> In this corner, we've got <laughs> Bet Porter. Type A, art gallery owner, passionate about art curation Loves and yelling at her girlfriend. <laughs> Giant collars. <laughs> really into art. <laughs> Makes her cry. And in this corner, We've got, she's rich, she's powerful, she's British, it's Helena Peabody. (laughs) And they're fighting over Tina. I would rather be fighting over one of those belts, those gold belts they give away at the wrestling (laughs) matches. At least maybe you could sell it it on eBay. Although Um, I did sell a dress of Tina's on eBay once and I made $800. Thanks, Showtime. Showtime, supporting Autostraddle from the very beginning of time. day one. Then, then. Then yeah. the moment yeah. we were not expecting, no. but should have been surprise move. Helena from Helena outs Tina's pregnancy. baby. <laughs> She's like, you should not be fighting in this condition. And that's and like, like what, what condition? condition? I hate when people in movies and TV shows refer to being pregnant as a condition. Yeah, they should like refer a to it ankle as a condition, as like spring awakening. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks. That's beautiful. It's a bitch of bitch, bitch of, of living. living. And then Bet's like. Huh? And then she maybe starts to put it together. It almost looks like she's not really putting it together still. Yeah. It's just. But it's super awkward. Oh, but another great part of this is when um, Bet's like, why are you talking to my girlfriend? And Helena's like, well, Bet, Tina doesn't seem to think that you are her girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's like. (laughs) Not only are you talking to my girl, but you have been talking about stuff way before I got into this room. Who would you say won this top off, Carly? Oh, Helena. Big Helena. time. Helena. It's 1-0 Helena over Bet. Bet is a bleeding on the mat, unfortunately. Oh, Bet is down for the count. Bet is down for the count. Um, we'll get back to her. We will. In a moment. Um, so now we're back at Dallas. Dallas. Dallas are intertwined. D-A-L-I-C-E. Yes, not the not the city in Texas. No. Alice and Dana are intertwined in naked, a chair, naked, making out in a chair. Yeah. They just posed for the season two promo poster, and exactly. now they're in a chair. I was thinking <laughs> that immediately. Um, and they hear a noise. The music is really weird. Yeah, I wrote down really annoying music and all caps. Music. But I don't know what it was. And then we hear a noise, and it's Tanya and her parents. And they have they do that classic move that's always in a TV show or yep. film where you hear a noise, mm-hmm. and you're like panicked because they are fully nude yeah and have just been having sex for hours yeah. and have not been like the house is a mess and then we cut outside and they're like okay let's open the door and go in 
and you assume that they're gonna still be but if you watch enough tv shows you know know they'll 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 be fine fully dressed everything is fine Mm -hmm. back to normal which is exactly what happens except the Alice still has handcuffs on. Hilarious thing is that Alice still has handcuffs on and is hiding them inside a gift bag. Yeah. And there's this whole thing about like meeting her parents and they're yeah. so excited and oh look they've been hard at work and like neither of them get up to like say hi yeah. to the parents or anything. Yeah. And then but like Tanya is so self-absorbed that she's just like oh I have to show you this thing. Yeah. And like runs off and then they frantically try to unlock the handcuffs. It's great. It's a yeah, great it's moment. Yeah it's super cute. Um, also Tauntaun's mom is named Dottie and her parents are exactly what you would expect. Yep. Then we go to Jenny writing Jenny begins her writing process by opening a page of notebook paper and then writing in various sized letters the word monstrosity she definitely planned to write the word monster and I'll tell you why because (laughs) she did not leave enough room on the right side of the page Mm. and so all of the letters at the ITY at the end are very 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 skinny and tall and are like you know that thing where you just don't plan out the space very well she should have started over with a new page but she doesn't then she reads it out loud. Monstrosity. And then, and then we get a monstrosity. Then we get uh, another carnival scene. Ugh. Jenny's blonde. She Jenny's looks, blonde. She looks cute. She looks okay. Yeah. She's wearing her Hank 59 outfit. Yep. She is at a carnival working. At a carnival. I never would have <laughs> guessed she'd be at a carnival. Miss Carnival Fiction herself. Right there at the carnival. And there are people with pig faces. I thought this was a Twilight Zone reference from the Eye of the Beholder episode, which is one of the all-time classic Twilight Zone episodes. I thought they looked like Buffy vampires a little bit. A little bit, yeah. They have that kind of like weird face thing going on. Um, And then there's a it's knock terrible. at the door. And luckily that takes us out of it back into the house. Yeah. Bet does one good deed this episode and it is getting us out of the Getting carnival. us out of the pig face yeah. carnival. So Bet comes in and now we are in a handheld camera situation because it is Bet's dark night of the soul. <laughs> she is freaking out. She is having a complete bake breakdown and the camera and film style reflects that it does that is like did you know that tina was pregnant and jenny's like well yeah yeah, that how did you not know and she's like because i'm just the biggest fucking asshole in the universe and then everyone at home was like yeah she's (laughs) like i'm just a cosmological joke and jenny is very kind jenny is so kind in this scene and is like really she's out of her depths but she's trying and she's trying and like it seems like she succeeds like she like calms bet down and is able to like have a little bit of a conversation with her. Yeah. And she, you know, she's like, I think it's a lot more complicated than just like Tina hating you. Yeah. And that you shouldn't give up. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the best advice, but it's like, it was pretty solid. Yeah. For like having to pull that out of your ass. I would not have been able to handle it. And then Bet notices that Jenny cut her hair. You cut your hair. And that was a cute moment. That was cute. And, and then, then we go. it's ruined because. To the shed where they're watching this. They're watching this moment because they've installed Hidden, hidden cameras. cameras in the house. You knew this was coming. You thought you could avoid it. <laughs> Much like know. death. <laughs> Much like death. It comes it, for us. One all. day it comes. It, death will come a knocking. Just like Mark just and like, Gomi will come a camera hanging. Or just like bet at your door. Just like bet at your door. At you. Did you know Tina Did was you pregnant? Did you know Tina was pregnant? And then you're like, death, hurry. Mark and Gomi upstairs. Yeah, we knew. Mark and Gomi knew. Mark, they're like, yeah, bet. How how didn't you know? How didn't you know? We, we don't even knew. know who Tina is. We knew when we're slowly dying of that disease that they died of <laughs> in true blood where all of their veins turn purple. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, I wish. <sighs> anyway. 
No trap door opens up between Mark and <laughs> beneath Mark and Gomi's feet. There's so not an earthquake we are that swallows them whole. Ricochet back to the bachelorette party. Okay. I have a thing about bachelorette parties for lesbian weddings in general. I don't if you're if the bachelorette party is for both the idea of a bachelor bachelorette party is that they're separate events. Yes. Like the bachelor, like the guy has his event, the girl has her event with their friends doing it or whatever. But if you're getting married and you're both of the same gender or you're both queer in some way or like, you know, whatever. It seems like people have their bachelorette parties together and that is not really a bachelorette party. No. And this party is not a bachelorette party. Have separate party. bachelorette parties. I don't know what this party is. It has elements of a bridal shower. It mm. has, I it has guess, elements, elements of a suit. Of a, of a what? Of a suit. Of a suit. <laughs> there, are, there are elements of a suit. <laughs> They've been divided amongst the dancers. One Every, suit was brought in and shared amongst three people. Yeah. Th- this event is really confusing. Their parents are there. Their their moms are there. Right. And Dottie's having the time of her goddamn Dottie life. Dottie is thrilled. Dottie is such a like Midwestern mom. Oh, yeah. You know? And oh, I yeah. love she's she's supportive of Tanya. She's supportive of everyone having a good time. She just wants everyone to have a good time. She just wants everyone to have a good time. Um, and then it's oh yeah, Dana's mom looks like she wants to die. Yep. At this point. And then Kit shows up to tell her that it's time to make her toast. Um I don't recall there being formal toasts at a bachelorette party, though I've never been invited to one. Yeah, I guess if I all of of my opinions about bachelorette parties, I don't think I've ever been to one. Oh, wait. No, I have. I've been to one. I think we saw the Blue Man group or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Lesbian Sharon Fairbanks gets up and says that she is cool with the with the wedding now because she loves Tanya, which is the worst reason to ever accept lesbians. And Alice has entered the room at this point and is just like... And her hair looks bad. She's got these like finger waves and like, I get it, but like it, it just, I don't it, know. It didn't look great. Mm-mm. I didn't love it. And um, Alice, Dana is, and Alice kind of lock eyes. In this, and they're like, both sort of tearing up. Sad moment. Alice is really sad. Alice is so, so, so sad. And you can tell she didn't want to go because she got there late, but she had to go because that's her best friend and she has to at least pretend like she's supportive of this. But who boy. It's and Shane fun. notices and and Shane saddles over and, and they talk and she says, you finally had sex, didn't you? And she's, she's like, like, yeah. No. And, and she's like, yeah. I did. And Shane's, you know. Alice now wants to die. Everyone just wants to die at different points in this episode. Yeah. Speaking of people who I want to die, then we cut back real fast to Shenny's where Mark and Gomi are hanging up even more cameras. Additional cameras. The one wasn't enough. And this also makes no fucking sense. You will. You cannot use this footage. They did not sign off on being surveyed, like surveilled. Right. Yeah, like that's you can't do that. Like you're not going to be able to use any of this footage anyway without a major lawsuit. So why are you recording it? What I the guess fuck it's are you doing? That if they actually signed the appearance releases for the interviews, that he could have. If they didn't read it, he could have put something in there that like was like mm. interviews and like any and all footage captured for this project or some bullshit like that. But I, if they but didn't I do read think- it. They might like I, I'm still not, I don't yeah. I don't agree with what he's doing, of course. And I do think that you should shoot the sue the shit out of him if he actually tries yeah. to make it into a film. But I feel like he probably did something underhanded. But he didn't know yet that he was going to do that. That's hit. right. Right. OK, then this is completely inadmissible. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing that doesn't happen in this interstitial is no. Well, they're putting them in the light fixture. At no point does a light fixture fall out of the ceiling at and no, and crush both of their skulls. At no point 25 does one of them pieces. fall off a ladder. No. Putting a camera up. um no neither of them died like a burglar doesn't come <laughs> no. in and kill them just like <laughs> randomly that could you imagine if that actually happened like this whole thing is getting built up yeah. and then like the house gets robbed 
while they're all at the bachelorette party. It gets robbed by like the guys from Home Alone. (laughs) But they actually murder the two of them. Uh Can you imagine they get home from the bachelorette party and they're just (laughs) dead with these cameras? And they'd be like, I think we already got six months. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So back at the whatever this party is at the planet, which is not really a bachelorette. Shower. The bachelor shower. The Carmen spinning. Carmen spinning. There's go-go dancers wearing cat makeup. Yeah. Are they, they're dressed as like, like one of them's dressed as like a sexy bride. Maybe she's supposed to be dressed like, as a sexy groom. And then the rest are like cats. Yeah. They're also sweet <laughs> Mr. Pedals probably. Oh my God. Seriously. A sexy Mr. Pedals. A sexy <gasps> Mr. Ghost of Mr. Pedals. Do you, think, do you think that's why they're cats? Also in another scene, I couldn't tell if one no, was a I, mouse. I think probably once a cat, once a mouse, they're going to eat each other later. Um, which I think... We all can agree who we think would rather be eaten later. And I think it's Gomi and Mark by a dinosaur. By By King Kong. Yeah, a a huge cat, like a mutant cat. Like, Like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Like a big bee comes down and stings them both. So (laughs) (laughs) Jenny shows up with Bet. I love it when unlikely friends show up together. I love love it. It's like when when, a dog is friends with a cat. Yeah. when a Donnie is friends yeah. with a bat. Cat is friends with a mouse. <laughs> um, Unlikely animal friends. Jane like coaches Jenny to like bring Carmen a drink and she's like, okay, I'll have a beer. I will have one beer. One beer. One for, the, beers, <laughs> for the lady at the spins. <laughs> and then Sharon's getting a lap dance. So she's probably about to come in her fucking pants. <laughs> then we cut back to them putting up bedroom cameras. Yeah. So the, they're in the tool shed. He's like, I put up nine cameras. And Gomi's like, but I'm respectful. And Gomi's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Don't be respectful. And then he switches the camera to one in the bedroom. And he's like, JK, I'm, I didn't put them in the bathrooms, but they are in the bedrooms. And then they high five like the creeps that they are. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to the planet where Bet admits that she kind of liked the idea that Tina had gained weight. Because it meant two she, reasons. One, it meant she was sad. Two, it meant she might have a harder time finding someone else. Wow. Wow, Ooh, wow, wow. Boy. You know what? We don't actually have the time to unpack Ooh, all boy. of that. Ooh. But uh, we Bet- have less time than Tina had to pack up all of her stuff to leave Joyce's, Joyce's house. house. Um, Bet asks Shane and Alice how long they knew about Tina and they lie and they're like, not long. <laughs> Definitely not many they're months. They're like, we have no idea because time on this show follows no rhyme or reason. Then Tina and Helena show up together and Bet is like, I will have a drink, make it a double. Which is the appropriate response. Yeah, it is. Like, give me more alcohol than I should have. And and Helena has all these presents and she's like, oh, these are from me and Tina. You know, I'm the uninvited guest. So I, I'm trying to overcompensate. And then Bet's and like, like, you know how it is. And Bet's like, I wouldn't know how it is. I've never been the uninvited guest because I don't go where I'm not wanted. Even though literally last week's episode, she invited herself to a party. She literally <laughs> drunkenly showed up at a party. Which next was door. brilliant. Which was brilliant. But like, she's again, really yeah. not taking, really not taking stock in her mm-hmm. own issues right now. Then she walks away. Also, this is very bold of Helena to be giving presents from her and Tina when they've, what, had one conversation? They have not been on a date. This no. doesn't count as a date. They're, she hasn't even seen her out of a blanket. For all she knows, she has scales under there. <laughs> For all she knows, she's like a minotaur. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I, she probably finds that sexy. She's like, I find Oh, you guys have a little dinosaur, baby. <laughs> I love tiny little dinosaurs. <laughs> are, you the, are you the mother of dragons? <laughs> Be I honest. Just, I just find dragons incredibly sexy. So sexy. I love how they hatch out of their little tiny eggs. Okay. <laughs> just incredibly sexy. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> and, uh, speaking of sexy, Bet and Helena 
continue their top off. And I feel like at this point, would you say it's one to one now? Mm. I don't know that Bet really got any points. I over don't with think that she won. I think it's neutral. Helena still got all those gifts and is like still showing up with her ex. So mm-hmm. I think it's still hel- I, I don't think Helena got any additional points. I think it's still one nothing. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. But what is in the gift bags and where are the gift bags? Um, no one knows. No one knows. No one knows. They spent a whole night putting together gift bags. Hopefully Gomi's put one of the gift bags over his head and is currently suffocating. <laughs> Gomi's <laughs> ripped out heart is actually in one of the gift bags. And Every gift bag has a piece it. of Gomi's body. <laughs> <laughs> They've been completely dismembered. Every single gift bag has a piece of Gomi or Mark's this body. This bachelor party was actually planned by Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. Lecter. <sighs> so, okay. We go back to Shenny's where Mark is addressing the camera for this. First of all, this movie sucks. What a terrible movie. Like, what is this movie even gonna supposed to be? It would not be watchable. I guess, what are they trying to say? They're trying to say, I mean, which they've already said, that men have an obsession with lesbians. And, and that, that the male gaze them. is intrusive mm-hmm. upon lesbians, which they decided to make so literal. By literally putting <laughs> actual cameras, cameras gazing upon them, being watched by, by a, a male. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so there's really... So Mark addresses the and says that there's hasn't been any action yet, but he's hoping for it. Does he envision Shane and uh, Jenny watching this at some point and being like, being like, oh, cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was I don't have any problem with any of this. He's like, these girls talk about he doesn't because he's a man who for some reason feels entitled to their lives and experiences. And he's Mm -hmm. not. No, no, he's not. He's not. Not him. Okay, so then we go back to the planet. Okay. Uh, so the, the nightclub, not the not the earth that is spinning wildly, spinning wildly <laughs> into flames. Um, all the dancers can't dance, right? I really wish that they had booked real dancers on the show instead of Canadian extras. Tanya forces Alice That's, to get up and give it. Canadian toast. extras can dance. Okay, Canadian extras can dance, but where are the Canadian extras that can dance? Because these are not them. I hopefully they're plotting Gobi and Mark's murder. <laughs> they, they, Okay, they're gonna. Okay, next episode, Mark and Gomi go to a strip club. Yeah. And the Canadian extras who are the dancers who are also plotting their murder are uh-huh. the girls that work there. Yeah, like that, a total Villanelle move. Exactly. And then they kill them. Villanelle would be able to kill both of them at once. Villanelle would take such pleasure in mm. killing Gomi and Mark that it's a real shame that we can't. My, see I've that just happen. decided my fan fiction is uh, that I would want to see is Villanelle murdering Mark and Gomi. Absolutely. Do you think we're going to lose any listeners from this episode? From this episode where we don't have a special guest and instead spent the whole time talking about different ways to kill two men? Yeah. No, I don't think we will. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of sadness. Alice is forced to give a toast Ooh. by Tauntaun. And basically just says like, it is the saddest toast. And somehow like it's, it's like, does anyone else notice like how incredibly sad and weird this is? It seems like no. No, everyone's probably wasted. Just Dana notices. And Alice is like, Tanya, you're the luckiest woman on earth. But at this point, I'm pretty sure. What? Do you think that Tanya has any idea that Alice is in love with Dana? Um, no. Yeah, Tanya's, Tanya should know. Then everyone is slow dancing. And so it's like a very, so Shane is watching Carmen and Jenny dance. And everyone's I, slow dancing at a bachelorette party. I guess it's like Shane recognizes that she likes Carmen, but mm-hmm. I feel like she's trying to like protect Carmen from her, herself. Herself. And also try to like have something nice happen to Jenny. Yeah. But it's, but you she's can't obviously like make, sad. You can't like make people be together. Uh, so sh- Shane leaves. Everyone's slow dancing. It's Wait, very does weird. Shane walk out? Does she not leave? 
I thought she. I don't know. Well, I guess no. She doesn't leave. She just like walks away. Yeah, and then meanwhile, Alice and Bat. So Bat's watch. Every everyone's sad. Everyone's wanting to die, for various different reasons. Not Mark and Gomi, but everyone else. Well, they're not at the party, so I guess everyone at the right. party wants to die. I'm glad they're not at the party because they would have violated everyone's privacy. They would have been like, like let's put up hidden cameras here in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> and like that's an episode of SVU. So I saw it. Drunk Bat decides to give a toast. Now. <laughs> Also, this is a this is again a very common device. Although usually it happens in shows and movies that are actually about events where toasts are given, like a wedding, like a wedding. Perhaps yeah, like this, this is, is like Festin. I feel like they wanted to get all the drama of yeah. like a wedding without actually having them have a wedding. Yeah, but I love Beth just gets up there. She's just like clank 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 in the I'm middle ready. of, a, of I'm the ready. <laughs> He's like, I've had seventeen Valium and an iced coffee. And I'm ready to talk about love. Yeah, that's basically Bet at this point. Yeah. Um. So Bet gives tries to give a toast, which is also incredibly sad and depressing. And then everyone's still crying. Bet basically says, "I hope that you love each other and that you spare each other pain. And I hope that if you do pain, pain to each other, <laughs> if you do pain, that you forgive each other, Tina, <laughs> comma Tina, and then stares her down. I hope if any of you cheat on anyone else, that then you." <laughs> pay attention to the 10 years of your life that you already had together you know Tina. <laughs> her tone is very pointed i hope if you have a miscarriage that you be sure to remain emotionally available and still pick up my dry cleaning so that you're not tina. disappointed later when i have sex with someone else tina <laughs> and i hope that if you are pregnant and your partner doesn't notice that you also forgive them tina <laughs> yeah and I hope that after the breakup, you only wear blankets so that no one else can see your body because your body belongs to me, Tina. Bitch. Tina. This is a terrible toast. <laughs> Everything is once again about mm-hmm. bed. Honestly, overall, I'd give this party like a three out of ten. Yeah, I'd give this. This is the worst party. This is a terrible party. We've had some mediocre parties at this. This season has just been bad parties. Yeah, I know. They should just be at Shane's house watching Steven Universe. They would have liked that show, I think. <laughs> Bet leaves. Tina watches Bet leave. Yeah, Bet drops the mic. Obama out. Bet out. Yeah. And then P- Kit's like standing behind Tina watching in this like very weird and like mm-hmm. omniscient kind of way. It's yeah. really funny, but I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but it's very funny. So then um, uh, all hell has broken loose mm-hmm. in that I hate what's about to happen. Shane brings a random girl home. I literally, my, my note says Shane brings a random girl home. I wrote Shane brings a random girl home. <laughs> Carly, we're the same. And then I wrote, and Mark watching. I wrote, and Mark watching. (laughs) What else is there to say about this? Mark is wrapped. I wrote, now I want to die. (laughs) But here's the thing Mark is allegedly interested in the sexual action, but is he, or is he really interested in Shane's emotional emotional response? Response. Because he's zoomed in on Shane's face, which is dead dead in the eyes. Absolutely. Just a shark in the water. Yeah, just a shell of herself. Yeah. As she fucks this random girl. And this, this moment goes on for far too long. Far too long, yeah. It's like a like a thrusting is happening and mm-hmm. Shane is just kind of like looking in like the mid-distance, not there, not present in her body. The only the excuse for this scene to be going on as long as it is, is if someone had put a special kind of poison in Mark's shampoo that Ooh. was slowly working its way through his yes. brain. Coming in underneath his skin, infecting all of his veins, and then slowly kills all of your organs on the inside and then extracts them from every orifice of your body. So that's the end of the episode.
Well, that was Reese, did we like this episode? Nope. We didn't. We didn't. Um, <laughs> there were moments of it that were so pure and wonderful that when I arrived at Reese's house today to record, I was like, this episode wasn't that bad. And then through talking about it, I was like, actually, I hated this episode. It's yeah. just that those pure and beautiful and lovely mm-hmm. cute moments blinded me to how terrible the Mark stuff was. And it's really terrible. Maybe it's a labyrinth because there's three love triangles all happening. Everyone here. knows that three triangles forms a labyrinth. That's math. <laughs> that is math. Do you think it's possible they're like you need to have a major male character on the show now that In Tim's gone, and they so that men will keep watching this show, and they're like, okay, sure, we will. He will be the men watching this show. I hope that's what it was. Like they were trying. That's actually, brilliant. Yeah, the top off is going to continue. We will keep score. Right yes. now, it is. Helena won bet zero. Yes. We will update We've you. We've had two rounds. The first was one zero. The second was zero zero. Zero zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will keep track of this. We will. Because um, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, was there things at, that we saw at the time, like that felt different at the time than mm, they do now? Yes. Um, Mark, I hate him more now than I yeah, did then. I definitely did not appreciate Mark before mm-hmm. and thought he was like really violating. And I thought Gomi was gross from the jump. But this stuff bothers me so much more yeah. than it ever did before i t- so then it, yeah i didn't like it then but it was i tolerated it and now i find it to be almost impossible to watch like it's, i find it yeah. excruciating it's excruciating especially watch. because and maybe it seemed different then because there wasn't that much information out there i mean there was information out there about lesbians but it wasn't like a guy like mark would stumble into it although i think you know what else i thought of during this episode what? when bet and tina when they were having their exchanges their conversations this episode. I really thought about what Drew said about how Bet and Alice would be a good match because Alice would stand up to Bet. And yeah. I think that was very valid. It like really shines through in this episode. Yeah. Um, I have a hotline request. Call in and let us know how you would like to murder Mark and Gomi. Yeah, that number once again is 971-271-6130. Call in, let us know creative ways that fit into the themes of the show yeah. and the locations and the people in the show that you would like to kill mm-hmm. Mark and Gomi. Yeah, like I'd like to do with Professor Plum with the lead pipe in the study. You can follow this podcast on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. We are to Ellen Back. Yeah. One more thing before we go. We have a survey. We'll post the link on in the post on Autostraddle. We'll post the link on socials. Um, that for you to take it, even if you took it the first time, take it again. We didn't minute. we didn't write it, by the way, so there's definitely gonna be something on there that does not talk about gender or sexual orientation correctly yeah for sure almost promise you yeah so if you can handle that which i understand if you cannot um please take it if you have a if you have a minute just take the survey so that we can get advertisers on this podcast don't you want to hear what it would sound like with reese and i promoting a product yeah i think you want to hear that i think you do i would really like to shill for someone yeah i would also love a new mattress i would love a new mattress and i would love love to sell out yeah i would love a new mattress so help us sell out. Help us sell out. Get us show. advertisers by filling out the survey. Thank yeah. you so much. We love you. Your hair looks beautiful today. Do you have an L word, Carly? Okay, I've got one. Okay. One, two, three. Laceration. Lindsay. I've said nervous. laceration already. <laughs> I was saying it because it's what I want to do to Mark and Gomi. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I would say letter opener and then I would use it to stab them in the neck. Nice. And you said Lindsay, which is your former therapist. Yeah. Love you, you, Lindsay. Love. Love you, Lindsay. Is love you, Lindsay. Also an L word. Hope your kid's good. Hope you named her after me. We're done now. We're um, done now. 
we'll we'll have guests again soon sorry you had to listen to the two of us i bet they liked it i think we were really great and also we talked about murder so much which is like everyone loves murder podcasts so it's like we're just trying out a new thing yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening don't put up hidden cameras in your house please don't 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 do it don't do it all right don't drink and drive love you bye don't drink and give a toast at a bedroom yeah don't ever give a toast at a bachelorette party it's the way